0: Hello! Welcome back to Cinema from the Spectrum. I am your host, Jamie Revenal. And today, right on time for Halloween, this is a special episode. You see, this isn't one where I'm going to be ranking my favorite horror movies or anything because I'm actually right here to talk about a certain horror movie monster whom we've been seeing in the cinema for quite a long time. We're going as far back as the silent era all the way over to today. And, you know, I love a lot of these classic monster movies. Frankenstein, The Wolfman, The Mummy. I love a lot of them. But here's the thing. I want to focus specifically on Dracula for today. Why Dracula per se? Because we've seen Dracula probably the most times within even beyond hollywood and you know i figured this would be an interesting episode to talk about because we've seen so many reiterations of the character going all the way back and even now but here's what i want to boil down who was the best dracula now going all the way back i think we ought to talk not about the 1931 dracula movie because there was another dracula movie that came right before that The only thing is, this Dracula wasn't even called Dracula because of copyright issues. This was an unauthorized adaptation of Bram Stoker's classic that his estate would later go on to sue the filmmakers for. Which film am I talking about you might ask? I am talking about F.W. Murnau's Nosferatu, A Symphony of Horror. In Nosferatu, the word vampire became Nosferatu and Count Dracula became Count Orlok. And in this film, Count Orlok was played by none other than Max Shrek in one of the most iconic horror movie performances of all time. What was it that made Max Shrek everything great, you may ask? I think you might just have to take as much as one look in order to get a sense of why he was so terrifying you just have to look at that scene of Count Orlok climbing up the stairs because that scene of his shadow, it's some of the best lighting you'll ever see in a silent film. Or you'd you'd also see that moment where Count Orlok starts to suck out the blood of an innocent victim. You'd be amazed to see that this was a movie that was made anywhere near as early as it was. And to think, it was a movie that was so good that the Stoker estate had to sue because they didn't authorize it, and it had managed to survive through the demand that the film be destroyed through what we might brand as piracy today. <laughs> But going back to my opinion, of course, I think Max Shrek is also great because his on screen performance almost looks exactly like what you would imagine a vampire could look like in your worst nightmares. His appearance has already been made into a meme of sorts, especially as a result of that one SpongeBob episode. You guys already know which one I'm talking about, I don't need to say it, but there's no denying he has such a great on screen presence, which is why his portrayal has such an everlasting legacy. Is it my favorite Dracula? Probably not because this isn't even my favorite version of Nosferatu either. We'll get back to Nosferatu a little later. As we move into a later era it's worth talking about Bela Lugosi's Dracula because he's also one of the most well known ones but also because This film was one among a group of movies released by Universal Studios to bring monster movies to the screen alongside films like James Whale's Frankenstein or The Invisible Man and The Mummy among many. Personally, this film never really did much for me. Yet there's no denying that Lugosi has got such a great sense of charm to him owing to the fact that this was a take on Dracula that was influenced by his own roots in theater. It's a gorgeous movie with an especially great performance as Dracula, possibly one of my favorite ones, but I think it seems to be held back by what I feel comes from the fact that the movie is quite dated. And then again, like I said, just my stance. You don't have to agree with it, but here's the thing, I prefer Nosferatu because even that one still feels very terrifying today. This version of Dracula by Todd Browning, it's pretty alright. It's pretty alright, it's not all that great in my eyes because it's a little too overly theatrical to that point where I feel it's being held back a bit but it's got its moments. Then I think we can also find we're going to come on over to Christopher Lee's portrayal of Dracula a whole lot because he's been running as the character through the Hammer horror films too. Now these portrayals were always entertaining too because you see it's Christopher Lee just going all out and what's not to love about that? He really needed any more proof that Christopher Lee was a living legend, there's these Dracula movies which I think encapsulate that very spirit of Bram Stoker's work through films like the 1958 Dracula, The Brides of Dracula, Dracula AD 1972, and so many more. But you see, I personally am a huge fan of what he brings out in Dracula AD 1972 because it's like seeing him remain the same within the vast shifts in time. It's also just a lot of fun. Oh, and that Jess Franco Dracula movie is pretty neat too. Most movie fans I know seem to be very divided about Gary Oldman's take on Dracula in that movie directed by Francis Ford Coppola. But even with all those bad accents that invade that film, he did a pretty great go- a pretty great job, I think. The film on the whole seems to be a lot more flamboyant in a way that you wouldn't expect many Dracula movies to be, but, you know, that's also why I happen to think it's a great film too. It's a great film because it seems very close to the spirit of what Bram Stoker had brought about from his original story while reinventing it as a gothic romance. Now, here's the thing everybody complains about Keanu Reeves' accent. You want to know a little something? I don't mind it. I don't mind that accent because I, I think that when Coppola is just making a movie based on Dracula, that's just showing off how much, how crazy he can get. Because you're looking at the guy who made films like The Godfather, Apocalypse Now, when he's taken on a dracula adaptation you know he's set to go, he's just set to go crazy and you can see a lot of that especially in gary oldman's portrayal of dracula because for one he's got the only good accent as some would say in the movie but i don't know it's just so, it's a lot of fun you see i think he's just a sight to behold because there's not another portrayal of Dracula that feels so lived in that same way that Gary Oldman does. At least not until, not since my very favorite portrayal of Dracula, which we're going to get to in a bit. Because the thing is, you've been listening to me talking about these great pictures of Dracula, but you haven't heard my favorite one yet. Because. The thing is I want to save the best one for last. So my very favorite portrayal of Dracula, it happens to be none other than Werner Herzog's Nosferatu the Vampire. See the reason I love this one the most is because, is because Werner Herzog is making this as a clear love letter to F.W. Murnau's silent classic while also being an authorized adaptation of Dracula for once at the very least because instead of uh, Count Orlok, we have Klaus Kinski as Count Dracula while he still looks like Count Orlok from the original Nosferatu movie. But here's the thing. What I think is what makes... Klaus Kinski's portrayal of Dracula's as a frightening is it's all owed to the fact that he's not on screen all that much which is of course something that a lot of the other great portrayals of the film of Dracula could be especially in Murnau's original movie but the thing is with this movie being a perfect love letter to, to Murnau it also feels like you're seeing Herzog take everything that Murnau did and he made it so much better in my eyes at the very least. And in that that, he also managed to get something that's so amazing out of Klaus Kinski too. Because Klaus Kinski is just as terrifying as Dracula as he would be in real life. You have to look up everything that he put Werner Herzog through if you want to get exactly what I mean. Because the reason is my favorite, like I said, is because of how Werner Herzog is building up the atmosphere surrounding him. Everything where you have him on screen is just terrifying, just as any great portrayal of Dracula should be. Now you see, I realize this might be a a shorter episode than my usual one, but the thing is... Every, I just want to say that every portrayal of Dracula is great for their own reasons. Whether you like Todd Browning's version of Dracula what, through Bela Lugosi's performance, whether you like F.W. now making the most through German Expressionism in Max Schreck, or Gary Oldman just going all out just like Christopher Lee did or Klaus Kinski, all these films I think are worth checking out in some way or another and well with that said I hope all of you who are listening are having a great Halloween because I've I'm right here just thinking there's a whole lot more there's a whole lot you could do with the story of Dracula there's a whole lot you can do but these performances here I think are some among the very best which is what exactly I was hoping to talk about was hoping to cover here and you know sometimes you need a lot of that if you want to have a great halloween now with that said this is Jamie Rebnell of Cinema from the Spectrum I'm signing off and I hope you all have a great halloween I shall see you all later